What's up, you round-elbowed pedestrians? We're back. Psycho season, episode six or seven. It's a numeric value. Um, we're back. We took a week off. We are human. I'll get into that later. Um, God, we got a we got a good episode, man. We talk about like we cover almost two weeks worth of stuff. So we kick off very strong with Chainsaw Man episodes six and seven. Spy Family episodes 19 and 20, and To Your Eternity episode 4. Um, we do the news feed, talk about MCU news, Tom Holland, um, the new Avatar movie, um, two of them that are coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, special, the holiday special is coming out, we talk about the Disney drama, the new, you know, the CEO getting fired, Bob Iger coming back, um, Man, we get into this whole Tarantino MCU thing, which is always uh, always happening, and then we, we talk big about Mob Psycho Season 3, um, specifically Episode 6 and how huge that was. Um, My Hero Season 3, Episode 6, 7, Blue Lock, Episode 6, 7, and we have uh, a very, very strong QA to cap off, Q&A uh, to cap off this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your patience while we got a little bit better, and enjoy the show. Psycho season one, two, three, four. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. What's up, homie? How you doing, my own kryptonite? I think I'm doing a little better than you are right now. Yeah. Do I sound? Do I sound like the way I feel? You sound like you're on the, the tail end of the way you feel. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, th- you know, to everyone who missed us last week, you know, our our cups, they, they overfloweth mm. with gratitude that you care that we were gone. You drowned the fan mail um, lines. People couldn't even get through. Couldn't get to the door. Yeah, couldn't get to the door. We, um, I was quite ill. Um... There's a flu going around these parts, and it's no joke, Grant. No, I had it too. It was it was awful. I was slightly getting better as uh, you Ugh. were catching it, so it was uh, a bad time. I was at the pharmacy picking up like another you know shopping cart full of medication, vitamin mm. D tablets, and cold FX, God knows what else, vitamin C tablets rather. And uh, I hear some guy behind me ask talking to the uh, pharmacist. He's like, "You guys giving out flu shots?" I was like, oh, yeah, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I had, I got my, again, a little inside baseball here. I had my first flu shot in, like, 10 years, but just, like, you know, a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Was, yeah, yeah. Was While weird. you were sick? Nope, no, prior to that. Prior to that. Really? Go figure. Yeah. Man, yeah, it, uh, whatever that was, it took me out at the legs. It almost mm. even tried to, um, tried to ruin my New York City birthday trip. Ooh. But it did not, and I made it. And there are some anime-related things that I did while I was there that people will have to keep an eye on our Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast um, to see. But uh, yeah, I experienced some anime things in the big city. Um, We exist there as well. So there you go. Part Time Otaku has touched ground on the traveled abroad. (laughs) Yes, we are a global brand after all. Um. So we got, we kind of have like two weeks of stuff to cover. Yeah. I think like most of these we've seen both both episodes, so we'll kind of like do the broad strokes of what the last couple of episodes will be about. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't seen both, then we'll just preface it. So 
We, we got to start with, with the juice, though, right, Grant? <laughs> oh, my God. I just watched it, like, two minutes ago. We got to talk about Chainsaw Man, episode six and seven. There's your spoiler warning. If you're new here, we're going to get into the whole plot for both episodes. Dave, I think Chainsaw Man has... I think the train has arrived at the station. Yeah, it um, has, huh? I think... It's so funny, because, you know, um, I was reading on the, uh, the discussion thread for, you know, this week's episode, mm-hmm. and... Um, someone perfectly described it as like this is the one that weeds out the week like you know if you're not in for it now like you're not in for the rest of it and i think whether it was really weird how like the, this episode had so many moments of like gross out really hitting like all the narrative note or the like, kind of like the the tonal notes of the show has offered so far it came in like absolutely swinging in this yeah. most recent episode yeah and i think that's true like it's are you going to pay admission now to get in? You know, you're yeah. at the pre, you're at the pre party. Like, are you ready? You know, for, for the rest of the show. So. Yeah, it's like if you don't like what you've been mm-hmm. seeing, then this probably isn't for you. And if yep. you are like super hype, it feels like you know what show you've signed up for. Yeah. And which one is it for you? This is the show. I think it's 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 hard to say because we were so blind and it just continues to reveal itself. Like, even yeah. if I wasn't into this, I, the morbid curiosity would, would grip me. It's not one of those shows where, you know, you do the anime three and you're just like, ah, that's not for me. Right. You know, even with this show, like if you, you did the seven and you're like, ah, this isn't for me. Like, how can you look away? You know, because yeah. what it's doing is challenging, you know, it's challenging and, you know, visually, uh, you know, uh, titillating in, in so many ways, like what they're doing with the animation and the, the back and forth between, What's 2D? What's 3D? Like, yeah. I, I like that we're at the point now with this show where it doesn't fucking matter. It's hard right? to tell at times, right? And it's like... It, and that's what you want. Yeah. Right? That's the end goal. You want it to be a seamless and you just want to be kind of... Again, there was some there was some animation in this episode that was just like, holy fuck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much from like the, the dinner or the, the, the party scene forward in episode 7 um, was just like visually like knocked out of the park. Vibrant. Yeah, it, it felt real, and it's like what I like the most out of you know the, these you know the the year of slice of life that I've kind of dove into. You know, a yeah. lot of these shows they excel in, you know, the action's always going to be big. You know, for the big shows like you know there's the Sakuga, like there's going to be these crazy moments, but there's just something about you know these slice of life moments that really capture like the real world. You mm-hmm. know, in a in a show, like, it grounds them so much that it's like you know it's it blows my mind, but. Yeah, but uh, holy fucking chainsaw, man! I'm in. I'm in for it. I'm 100 percent by getting into the manga the second the season's over. Will you get into the manga and read past season one? That's the I. Question. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just because from what everyone's read, like the story is like too good, like you know, to have these moments. Because like narrative wise, there's nothing really here that's completely shed all the light on the show. Like mm-hmm. we've had little moments, like you know. Uh, the backs, some of the backstory stuff with all the characters, you know, they kind of, it's, it's not like my hero. It's such a strange thing to compare it to my hero, but you know, it, it tr- my hero academia always trickle fed, you know, the backstory stuff and the main narrative stuff and Chainsaw Man in a way is kind of doing that. Yeah. I, I know only, what you mean. It's only like a 12 episode show. So like, we're definitely going to get maybe one big reveal. Maybe like it's only if, 12 if more you know, i think it's only 12 yeah <laughs> i know so it's you know the we're not going to get like any huge bombs and if we are it's going to be right at the tail end of the season so 
you know, again, people are talking about it's one of the greatest mangas in, in modern, you know, it, the era. Like, I need to know, like, what is actually gripping it like. You can definitely see, like, you just think about, um, you know, we don't talk manga on this show a lot because we're mm-hmm. not we're not huge into it nearly as much as we are anime, but we're starting to. And yeah. when you think about, you know, sometimes you see that on, you know, on Instagram or wherever on socials about like, you know, this anime is so popular and it's manga is also, it's, you know, the circulation is, is doubling down and you hear about how big One Piece is, Attack on Titan. As of late, you really hear about Chainsaw Man and Demon mm-hmm. Slayer. And you think about like those let's say just those four it's like yeah they're all very different takes on shonen um but chainsaw man really has some pieces those other examples don't right like they're all in such different corners yes um but no one's doing what like this particular flavor in anime like i've never seen this like done i don't know if i want to call it tastefully but they've just picked such a lane that was such a curveball to me Mm. between you know when i thought people said this was r-rated because of like i figured it was like because of the bloody animation sure yeah I, I assume the same i never thought about the subject matter and like what take you know it's just weird to say after all these years they kind of seem to have a fresh take on like the puberty experience because that sure. is like so kicked front to death in anime a lot of the time and and yes like in this it's very it's very much a front center theme but they, they're I haven't seen a show do it like this. No, and that and that's the thing too. Like it's it's really good with its kind of it, it hits at the right moments because you know like at this you know at the dinner or the party mm-hmm. scene, you know they ask how old Denji is and he's like oh I'm 16 and you kind of get like a couple people at the table of a it's along the lines of he's so young you know young people yeah. usually don't make it in this and a like holy fuck he's a kid you know like this, you know, as the fans are finding out like we all knew he was young. But, like, to hear him openly say that, you know, it was, you know, it was like the, the people around him were reacting, the fan, you know, the, the viewers were reacting. It's... It helped to remind me, though, right, that, like, yeah. oh, right, like, his absurd, like, the urgency he has, his single mind, his single track mind, like, it helps to say it out loud and remind yeah. the audience, like, he's a 16-year-old kid, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That The buffoonery, the tomfoolery, the absurd perversion like it's starting to kind of make sense a little bit yeah absolutely. Um, inside this world that they've created i don't know man i'm i'm really digging it it's funny because you were saying like how you know there like there's so many shows you know like kind of with a similar you know skill set if you want to put it but when i think of the show now like i, I picture like a venn diagram you know all these shows like they all kind of you know meet at points and you know there's that thing that they share it kind of feels like it's hidden underneath everything yeah. You know, like it's almost like it's not even have, has its own circle. It's just tucked away. It's I don't know. It, it blows me away. And, no, you're right. You know, it's doing something incredibly specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it it's touched very lightly by other like the corners of the show are touched very lightly by other stuff that we've watched. Like obviously it's a shonen, right? And like obviously there's there's really fun violence and animation and, and shit like that. But like the tone and the character and who he is, we just haven't seen this before. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and too, like they they've done a really good job with, and you know, I think we, we've compared her to Tsukai's, and it's probably his closest counterpart. Yeah, I certainly. would say, and you know, I think there's a lot of you know a lot of older '90s shows like Neon Genesis. I feel like has a lot of. I can feel some of that DNA in this too. I think yeah. the puberty thing. I think puberty wise, that would be like the closest thing to compare it to. Yeah. Um, you know, but. <clears throat> it's two very different like, kids. <laughs> two very different. Denji and Shinji. Yeah. 
different worlds for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I really like how, you know, they introduce like these, these slowly people and we learn about them not by, not by like them telling their stories, but we learn them how they act in a, in a situation. You know, so I think that's like, you know, we've been talking a lot of the most recent episode, like, you know, Taste of a Kiss, but I think the previous episode, the Kill Denji episode, mm-hmm. is so important because we see who, you know, Kobeni is, and uh, is it... Um, Himeno? You know, Himeno, and then there's the the other guy, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, yeah, I forget it too, but, I, but we it, meet a lot more uh, people and, and spend some time with them. You know, so like, we don't just get them like, oh, like, this person did that and da-da-da, you know, like, it's, you know, in Jujutsu Kaisen, we meet the, you know, the year two kids kind of like and that yeah kind of like that and they kind of tell their story and kind of get to know each other in kind of like a you know in a, in a truly platonic way you know like they discover themselves you know some missions here and that but this is like they're thrown into the thick of it and how they like how they are at the bottom of their soul shows who they really are you know i don't know it's i thought you know both these episodes back to back good handoff i really didn't expect um so soon like uh, an arc episode mm-hmm go one into the other but it's similar to like the bad episode and then the it was the, the maggot devil or whatever it was but anteater uh, anti yeah it's, i don't know it's this show is fucking i understand the juice like it makes sense you yeah know, i'm like, getting it, it I'm, yeah. I'm loving like i'm really digging it i'm digging all like the forefront the main four characters you know power hayakawa mm-hmm. denji himeno had power, a lot these past two episodes kind of uh, just like yeah. We had her intro. She let everyone else cook. You know, she still has like her laughy, silly moments. It, it and works, then, uh, and the relationship with Miss Akima, it's, it's or Makima rather, is so mm-hmm. funny. We got to talk about the ending of episode seven. This cut to black about pretty much about sex and about yeah. and about. I don't know if you could argue. It seems like he's kind of being taken advantage of by everyone. Um, by everyone, and oh god, I mean vomit scene dude oh my god <laughs> have you seen it yeah, like again we were talking about stuff no one else is doing like what the fuck not not in this era no. i bet you this is like this is like it just feels 80s 90s in so many ways because yeah. it has a pulpy look to it you know like i'm sure that's intentional yeah you know but it's oh yeah fucking and also, like, everyone's reactions around them is fucking, like, the one dude, they got the one dude to look jealous, he has, like, this jealous face on him, too, like, yeah. it's fucking, <laughs> there's so many fucked up layers to it, it was, oh, tremendous, but, but again, and even that, too, like, just the, the, like, the POV animation, it was just, like, holy fuck, like, there you go, like, it's, it's funny to see shows that choose their moments to just, like, load up the Sakuga moments, like, make it as look as natural and, you know, un- like just unclunky as possible, you know, because the show has its moments too. Like you can you can tell where it's not like across the board perfect by any means, but they really they really knocked out that ending. They yeah, really... man, they I, I totally agree. They've really really crushed it. Um, I don't know what else to say. It feels like we're we're just about over the halfway mark then of season one or core one, yeah. where this is going to be. But yeah, this is a uh, this is like neck and neck for the best thing that I'm watching right now, and uh, we're going to talk about the other best thing we're watching very shortly. Um, for now, let's talk about uh, Spy Family, episodes 19 and 20. Couple good episodes. Couple good episodes. Yeah. Very, pretty, uh... Uh, the, the episode 19, the character named George, who thinks this is his last day of school, is like <laughs> the most random thing on the planet. Um, uh, oh my god. It's so funny, because that's the episode... 
Corinne happened to watch that episode with us. I bet she it loved just, it. It was just on. She loved it, and she was like, "Oh man, like you know, like maybe." Uh, it's like this is what you're watch watching. Good. Yeah. Well, she was like super into it, and then you know we watched the most recent episode, and I think one of the best gags. Again, it's Anya excels where they don't talk about her mind reading. Like they 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 goof on it once this episode, but just like the the whole bit of you know yours like, oh like. No, like, I can't take her to work. And she, like, thinks about her entire day. So just by the fact of her thinking it, Anya sees it no matter what. It's just genius. Like, Yeah, it allows you to have fun from, like, a narrative point of view. Because, like, they've created this perpetual gag the audience is always in on with one of the main characters. And, like, that, you don't realize it at the time when they intro you to the character. But, like, that's super valuable. Like half yeah. the show is built on the inside jokes between the audience and the and the main character. Yeah, but no, that uh, the kids' last day one was fucking hilarious, and of course you know he's gonna be back, eh? You know, and the whole thing with Anya is just like, why why are we giving him gifts? She tries to give him a leaf, and then he's leaving with all this stuff, and the leaf's still st- still behind. Yeah, oh, so funny. No, I was I was down with that, and then uh, and then take your kid to work day. Yeah, genius. It's like, yeah, of course this show is going to do that. That's like an incredibly good idea. You should absolutely mm-hmm. do that. And uh, I was I was digging it, man. I love, I also too, like I like the little, I feel like they've always done them so far, like in this season, but they've really been hitting home like the, like the little stories. It almost feels like one-off little chapters from the manga. Like they're, they're adapting into like, like a bigger, fuller thing. Like with this episode most recent one there's like the the code on just trying to make a code yeah it looks like we're going into a little arc maybe not i don't even know if it's an arc it's just like almost if that was just like a little one-off gag in yeah. in like the manga or something and they take the time and turn it into like a two-minute scene yeah I'm, I'm curious if like the first few minutes of next week's episode are wrapping that up or if it like keeps going for a while i don't know because we only have what three three or four episodes or four episodes left and then uh, we're done this the first is season. 20 yeah so like Somewhere between two and four, I would assume. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a 24 episode run. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, this will be wrapped up for the holidays. We got five more episodes. Okay. We'll wrap it up at like end of year. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm, I'm liking the show. It's definitely been up. You and I, we've, we've done this for, you know, 20, 20 talks so far. Like the show kind of. Yeah. It's here to stay. It's got a spot. Absolutely. Like it's always going to be talked about, but, uh, these past two have been really good. Agreed. Um, okay. Let's talk about To Your Eternity. This is one. (laughs) That we haven't seen the most recent episode, so episode five. So we're going to talk about um, episode four. I've seen episode five, so maybe I can like point some things out to you. Um, but let's talk about episode four first. You know, it's this is very much um, kind of. Is it fair to say it's a, it's a Prince Bond origin story? Um, yeah, I think so. And it's like, what is going on with? him and his relationship with fushi and where is this whole thing gonna go so i'm curious what you think of this new character so i'm a little torn um i think (laughs) if there's one voice actor i don't like in uh in japanese you know just the the normal it's it's this guy he's in everything like he always plays a villain of some sort or like a clown type character or you know like is he good is he bad you know and it's interesting because you know I, I don't think there's ill intent with this character. It's weird because this whole arc, Fushi's just being pulled in every direction because everyone's using him. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say, like, who's good and who's bad in, in the grand scheme. Um, I, the whole, like, the mental illness thing that they, they're they playing around with this of, like, yeah. him seeing 
ghost and to know that the ghost associated to Fushi, I think lore wise, it's massive, right? This whole like episode four, yeah. Um, but some of it just didn't land. Like it's it's more the character stuff. Like it just seems so silly and a little over the top. And you know, there's the I, I don't know. I, I I can't really grab a point of like what's not working with me. Lore wise, I think it's very fascinating. You know, the the ghosts are kind of forever following Fushi around, and clearly yeah. some of them are leaving. You know, and I don't know. It's it's. Where, where do you feel? Like, I feel like I'm just like spinning my tires on to your eternity right now. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think you you have some good points. So yeah, I think it's gonna it has high impact for the lore. I'm curious where they're going to take this. It, it's it like I'm semi enjoying. It obviously nowhere near as much as season one. Like you just gotta no. call a spade a spade. Yep. Um, episode five is like better than episode four. Um, I have heard there's a lot of love for the most recent episode. Yeah. So you know, for what that's worth, I'll say it, it is better than episode four and expands on some things and shows us some new things. So like, yeah, like this guy is here to move the plot forward. I think it's just it's just confusing. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I'm I'm having a hard time with my hangups with the show that like we talked about uh, a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, just about like this time skip is a really bad idea. I think it breaks the main character and his behavior in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like, am I still curious to see where it goes? Yes. Um, but I I come back to what we both said. It it feels like a different show. It, it super feels like a different show because, you know, the, the there's the moment and there's... The, I don't know what... What's the guy's name? The the prince guy? I'm blanking on his Prince Bon? Bon? B-O-N, yeah. B-O-N. So, okay, it's been a while since I watched the episode, but mm-hmm. there's... He has, like, this hang-up of Fushi has to make a friend or find a lover. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really understand, like what, like, what he's pushing for. Is he trying to, like, keep him grounded? Like, he's trying to make connections? Like... You know, I feel like we don't know everything that Tanari kind of, like, informed him of, you know? Yeah. So character motivation stuff becomes a little clearer in episode five. Okay. But, like, again, I don't know if it will satisfy you. You know what I mean? Like, they keep introducing new stuff, and I'm happy that they're doing that. But but it's also like, yes, but the, the pieces of the show that we knew and loved are becoming fewer and fewer. You know what I mean? Sure. Like the fact that well, this season is so different, I feel like is only accentuated by the fact that there's such a clear break from season one and two, like the time skip, right? Like it, it that's why it feels like such a vastly different show. The thing I told myself, I remember, you know, I think the way I kind of like made my mind by the end of last week's episode was, you know. The whole theme is Fushi is immortal, right? Like, time is going to continue moving regardless, right? So, you know, maybe this is just, like, a silly self-justification. But, like, you know, people change, things change. From season one to season two, there's almost, like, thematically, you know? Like, it makes sense that, like, they are so different. Because, you know, time is going to move forward. Nothing's going to stay the same. Right. And they've, they've touched a couple moments of, like, oh, these people think this way now. And they used to think that. And this is how people felt about those people now. And now they've kind of like a different, like a public image or imagery. So it's like, they're playing around with so many cool things, which is so on brand for the show. It's just, I think it's just execution. I don't know if maybe it's a studio thing. Like maybe, and who knows like if this is narrative or or what, but it just, 
it feels different, not in the way that, like, oh, I don't like it, or it's not as heady as season one is, because it's not, by any means. It's not as heady as season one. I I would (laughs) have a hard time believing it's anything studio-related, because it's, like, a big part of the problem is that the world has changed, and Fushi's character has not. Yeah. And he... He doesn't have to have changed, but he has to have evolved and grown. You know what I mean? It makes no sense that he's in a holding pattern and remains as ignorant as he... It just doesn't It just doesn't track. I don't know. It, but it feels you, like a... It definitely feels like a narrative issue. Do you feel with the way Fushi as a character has been kind of dealing with what has happened so far in these five episodes? So again, you have a little more insight than me. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like we're on a path for him to have that moment of like, okay, I really need to get my shit together and I need to start like being more open-minded and more involved with the world? Or do you think, you think this is just him? Or do you think this is just like, he's had those moments and this is just how he's acting? It's it, yeah, it's really hard it's to tell. My, yeah. I guess if I had to guess, and I would be happy to be wrong here and, you know, Again, I'm not an expert. I've only seen this season one once, and now I'm season. I'm seeing season two for the first time. But mm. it, the way it feels like to me is like it feels like no, like there's not going to be a come to moment where like Fushi ascends and like learns. You know what I mean, and like closes the knowledge gap with all this missing human knowledge he seems to have. Like it, mm. it more feels like he's going to continue to encounter people that are going to change him, mm. and he'll grow like in accordance with the human experience. But like, he, I don't know. It feels like we're going to just keep traveling, meeting people. They'll die. Time will pass. The Mm. knockers will be persistent. I'm not sure what I wanted, but when you put it that way, it does make it sound kind of monster of the weekish, which is tough because it was such a profound show when it started. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, but I, maybe I'm just being half glass empty. You know what I mean? Like this, this whole arc completely changed my mind. Who knows? I think, yeah, I think it's, I don't understand the character, you know, okay, so the arc we didn't like in season one, the whole, the, the island, island, the prison mm-hmm. island thing, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of how we felt about Tanari, we kind of knew where she stood. We knew she was a sh- kind of a shitty person, mm-hmm. but so everyone else was, it's just, this, you know, kind of the way everything unfolded really, uh, character choices were on brand for all the people. Like, it, it made sense, but like, the story that unfolded it was just you know it it, it didn't click with us this doesn't feel like that like it just you know i I don't know it's it's very 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 strange i'm i'm you know i want to be proven wrong i don't i just don't understand where bond comes from the whole thing but the whole family is fucking weird you know like it's it's a weird choice dude like it's a really 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 weird choice it's um you know, and the, they had moments of, like, trying to, like, justify, like, yeah, like, the, the king himself is, like, kind of goofy or whatever, but he's like, I know how to rule a kingdom, and I don't think you know how to do it, and it's like, but it's yeah, like but, you, like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's like you took season one and made him meet a bunch of characters from JoJo. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, it's just... It, yeah, it feels otherworldly. But, you know, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, anyway. Fucking... Uh, it, very, very odd. We're torn on it. Like, if you're listening to this and you're, you think we're being harsh, just, and, and especially if you're a manga reader... Let us know what you think. Like, when you read the manga, was this a left turn for you? Did it all track? Is the show doing the manga a disservice? Like, is mm-hmm. the adaptation not great? Like, anyway, if you have feedback, send it to us, because we're, we're curious. Just don't spoil shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's your disclaimer. Don't be a dick on the internet. Um, go to Twitter if you want to do that. All right. Um, let's, let's break this up a little bit here, Grantbot. Okay. Let's talk about the news. A lot of news. 
Yeah, good amount of news. Let me let me kick us Inter- off. Worthy news, I think. Worthy news, yeah. Um, all right, let me kick us off with some MCU news. Tom Holland has reportedly signed a new six-project Marvel Studios deal in what will return as Return as Spider-Man, featuring a new trilogy, and Avengers: The Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Hey, man, he's young. He's got to get that money now to take care of the rest of his life. So. <laughs> They uh they backed up that Brinks truck, dude. Like they had to have. I oh god, I I love knowing like movie financial stuff. I would love to know what that deal is worth. Oh, it's probably obscene because because they are not they are not going to cast a new Spider Man even with the whole multiverse setup they've been mm-hmm. fucking around with the past two years, which is not working out for them. Mm, um, okay, you know it's uh, I don't know they would not replace him. He's too young like younger audience mm-hmm. you know forward like everyone loves him and you know i, I like him too i don't even love spider-man but like you what's that he's not my favorite spider-man oh, by really? any means yeah, yeah yeah and so like you know i think um i i, I would like to see you know it, again it won't happen but like if they waited like five years and then did spider-man again and let tom holland grow a little more yeah i think that would be interesting I think that that's that's the Spider-Man I want to see. I want to see him a little older. You know, Who they've knows? done the kid, they've done the kid thing. So, well, he's his character's supposed to be in college now. You know, maybe. Yeah, but he skews so young. And he they, does skew young. It's so intentional, and you know, like I know he's not that young, but like they really make him look and feel that. Young. I think he also just has a case of baby face, dude. Like he did that uh, video game movie. What was that? Far. Oh, Uncharted. Far Uncharted. Yeah, I always yeah, get that yeah. mixed up with the. Uh, Far Cry, yeah. but like, I like he's supposed to be like a middle aged or like late twenties, like scruffy guy in that movie. Movie, and he looks like Peter Parker at high school. <laughs> like it did, I remember seeing the trailer and be like, "This makes zero sense." You're trying to tell me this kid has a license? Yeah, no, no. no. Like I'm not saying like the baby face is an issue. I think it's just like the kid. He's like, the way young. He, yeah, he's skews young. So it's I don't know. I, I will note, um, you know, like a lot of these contract things, like. I'm, you know, I'd follow them, and it's interesting to see, like, Marvel chase after people. Um, and he, after Spider-Man 3, his uh, initial contract was up, and that was public knowledge. Hmm. And he never really said a lot, but he did say, like, several times to several media outlets when asked, like, will you be Spider-Man again? He would say stuff like, I don't, you know, I, I really think, like, they should do a Miles Morales thing. Hmm. Like, he's, which I think it says a lot. You know, the cl- political climate being what it is, but also the fact that he's the one saying that, I think is a little bit evident. Um, I would love to see Miles Morales. I think, you know, yeah, yeah, when he got the part, I remember him being like, he accidentally leaked it because he has like a, you know, he had a, like a part of that bit of him always leaking trailers and shit came from an organic place. Like he was messing up and like accidentally letting shit slip. And earlier in his career, he's like, yeah, I think I got to do, like, five of these. Like, I don't know if I'm going to want to be Spider-Man after five movies. That's, like, eight mm. years. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it was a long time ago. His first appearance was in Civil War, Phase 3. Yeah. You know, that was a long time ago. I don't know. I, I, think, um, I think we're ready for, like, a more experienced... Like, I think he has the character down so pat. That's the thing. He is really good. For him to play that older version, like, not, like, drastically older, but, like... You know, I, I think th- it might be a better fit. I think we've all seen him do the young, a little naive, Peter Parker thing, mm-hmm. and I, I think I hopefully, you know, if if he has, well, obviously he has, he signed on for six more. I'm ready to see more of that. So maybe, 
maybe they're going to age him into what you're asking for. Like maybe, yeah. you know, the, he'll do these uh, Quantum Realm related like Avengers and Secret Wars things. And like then maybe the the three Spider movie, Spider-Man movies will come in between or afterwards and we'll get like a 32-year-old <laughs> Spider-Man or something. <laughs> maybe not 32, but maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe like... Uh, how, old is, how old is Tom here? How old is Tom Holland? I don't know. Now? Uh, wait, I gotta guess first. 25. Uh, what do we got here? He's 26. Yeah, oh, right, not, not bad. 26. Jesus, poor fucker. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Uh, sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah, Anyways, man. this is what it is. Um, alright, let's talk about <laughs> more more things that are, uh, a little, a little nostalgic. Wait, did you ever watch Avatar, the animated series? <laughs> One episode and the Shyamalan movie. <laughs> You suck, man. <laughs> They're doing a an animated movie with like the original cast, but aged up as adults. It looks great. The that still they put out that was some confidence on screen for sure. Yeah, I'm you know I'm curious about it because I loved it, and I watched it late in life. Um, sure. But like, if you were gonna give me more Avatar, I would want the child cast, like specifically because of the vo- of the voice actors. Like, you really grow to love them. Sure. Um, and I don't like them as grown-ups isn't what i would be want i would want more of you know what i mean but mm-hmm. uh but like hell i'm still gonna watch it i think that one should be that that one should do fairly well yeah what well, is that next year yeah i think so 23 I have time i might watch i might watch uh i do i really maintain i thought um you would like it it's so wholesome it's so 2000s <laughs> um i thought the kiddo would like it but apparently not so much yeah it was no uh, way. No, it's the standard definition thing. Took her for a loop. She's never watched anything standard definition in her life. Oh God, the way they have it, Grant. <laughs> yeah, it was. We watched it. I heard her say it out loud. I was like, Oh yeah, no, I guess so. I was like, We're used to. We grew up with this, so like, it's you know, it was nothing for us. Yeah, and your second so. child will have never seen anything other than 4K. It's gonna be tough <laughs> showing them some home movies. Um. Yeah. Margot Robbie was going to do a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but it's uh, it's been canceled. This was something I had no idea was happening mm-hmm. and was double bummed that I found out that it wasn't happening as I found out it was potentially going to happen. Well, I, the, I, she I like seems like movies. the right person, too. Like, if you said, hey, there's going to be yeah. a new female-led Pirates, Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise kickoff or spinoff or whatever you want to call it... It's like who's a really, really good actor that Dead you could Ringer. get, and it's Dead like Ringer. Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking slam dunk. Yeah, I, I just love pirates. Like you know, it doesn't have to be parts of the Caribbean, but that's a bummer. That would have been really good. Yeah, yeah, could have been. Speaking of bummers, Cap Four is going to be shooting in spring of twenty twenty three. Okay, so a years out probably. Couple, yeah, I don't know how long, but uh, man, like they're taking their time getting to this, eh? I mean, it, well, you know, they, they have a lot in the pipeline, obviously. But. Sure. It's all a part of the plan, but I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to this because, you know, the Cap movies belong as movies. You know, yes, you need, <laughs> we learned that the hard way. The big spectacle moments. And there was a lot of a lot of things within, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, that probably would have translated a little better if it was, you know, edited down and put into a big movie. And But you need the blockbuster moments mm-hmm. for, for the Cap movies there. So it's... Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right, I'm going to let you tag the second half of this news feed. Constantine is going to be R-rated. 
the uh, sequel, right? Sequel, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, was the Gander first attached. one? Was the first uh, one already? It might have been like, it might have been like fourteen a. plus or fourteen a, but like had some pretty, pretty heavy moments. Like you know the he, like he commits suicide like twice in that movie, and you see him do it. Oh right, Jesus! Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Lots that, of, eh? yeah, yeah. It's um, dude, I love that friggin' movie. I I love so it good. so much. Yeah, Peter Stormare is the is Lucifer is one of the best castings. In, oh, like, yeah, you mentioned history. that last time we talked about <laughs> yeah. it, right? and and the like in especially in uh, like a cinematic era that is so incredibly franchise heavy. Mm. Like we live with the MCU, right? And everything has to be like, oh, can we do two or three of these? Mm. Um, it's so funny that Constantine did such an unbelievably fantastic job with world building. And yes. that, that they didn't hop on a sequel, like, immediately after it came out. A little before its time, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. You years. So, like, years, yeah. No one had even had, like, that hadn't even, you know, been the, the money ticket yet. People were just, like, they are probably having trouble getting it off the ground in the first place back then, yeah. right? And, and even, even the religious angle. Like, I remember... Yeah. Well, I, I, Constantine's I, always been like that, but they really leaned to it really leaned into it like it, the, the hellraiser stuff has always been you know very religious and and but, yeah, so was, much stronger for it on screen like i actually kind of appreciated it because a lot of the time when they do that stuff in a movie i'm like oh give me a break but um they they leaned on it like lore <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean um which sounds funny but anyway it was it was fantastic and i'm, I'm really really excited to see the second one we'll see well because we'll probably see deadpool 3 first um, and so we'll see, cause that's the, the other movie they've said is going to be R rated as well. So if they right. stick with it on that one, you know, there's reason to believe they'll stick with it on, uh, on Constantine. So, um, Tarantino announces next project, um, eight episode miniseries. Have they said what that's going to be? Yet? He has said nothing. He, I saw him, uh, do a couple interviews about it. Um, oh, lots of, a lot of snippets of him the past couple of days. Eh? Yeah. He's making the circuit cause he's got a new <laughs> book out, right? Yeah. Um, well, he's pissing off all the Marvel fans right now. I know that much. He is. Yeah, maybe we should talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, to answer your question real quick, um, he has not said a word about the subject matter. Okay. Um, he he is still intense for his next movie to be his last, mm. uh, but he has zero ideas. He has not put pen to paper. Um, his next focus will be shooting this episode, eight-episode eight, eight episode miniseries uh, next year. Is there an, a studio attached? He... It like he no one asked him that direct question, but I have to assume so because like the way he's talking about it is like he has people in mind for producing and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, Barry something or other is going to be producing. Like it sounds like it's hmm. if it's getting ready to shoot, it's with someone. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. But yeah, so the whole thing he he had an interesting quote of saying how you know like no one is going to see the Marvel movies because of Chris Evans. They're going to see Captain America, which is one hundred percent true. I would say that you can't help the fact that the casting is fantastic. In the, no, I think that's a, a part of it, but people are there to see that story continue. Like, I feel like... No, I agree. Again, I, I think at this point, like, it's, you know, the train's not going to stop. Like, eventually it might, might fall off the track there, but, mm -hmm. you know, people are there to see the next Cap movie, you know? Like, or, like Anthony Mackie is the perfect example. He's the new Captain America. People are going to see that movie because it's the next Marvel Captain America movie. You're it's right. Because it's Anthony Mackie, who is awesome and you know yeah. he, like i love everything he's in and i think he's gonna be great as captain america we only got you know like a snippet of it you know the tail end of the series there of you know what can be mm -hmm. but 
I don't know. I think Tarantino's got a point. He's also like a well-known asshole. So like, of course he's gonna say you know kind of things. And, and you know and what? Right. You know, like it's I don't as know. as far as what he said, it wasn't that bad. No, like he, yeah, of course he he course wasn't out there like uh, Scorsese saying like they're not real movies. Like <laughs> yeah. he was just saying like it's his problem is um, pretty openly. Like I watched him on the uh, Two Bears One Cave interview, yeah, and I he said that, yeah. he just said like I'm not here to like fire off on the Marvel thing. Like I love those movies. You know what I mean? They're fun. Um, but yeah, like the franchise stuff is tough. There aren't yeah. really movie stars anymore. Um, you know, if it's not pirates or Harry Potter or the MCU or, Mm -hmm. uh, like a Warner Brothers DCU thing, like there's just not a lot of room for, for other movies. And that's tough on a guy like me. Like there's, he basically said there aren't really many of us left. There's me, Christopher Nolan, Alexander Inaritu, you know what I mean? Like there's just not a ton of us left these days. And you know, to his point about like, they're not really being movie stars. Like, take some of your biggest Marvel movie stars. Like, take Chris Evans and put him on a movie poster. Mm-hmm. That movie does well, but, like, it's... He's definitely right. Like, there aren't bulletproof stars anymore. Right? No, no one's saying, hey, you want to see the new Van Damme movie. Like, no one says... <laughs> yeah. Or pick a... Like, pick a movie star, right? Other than The Rock, who's yeah. kind of an aberration. And I don't there's... think the film community thinks The Rock is a star. <laughs> I think, like... No. Everyone I else feel, does. I still think there's some of the old, like, I say the old guard, but, like, the most recent old guard. You know, like, you have Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's still selling a movie. Yep. You know, like, people of his ilk, I think. Are uh, DiCaprio, obviously. DiCap- you know, DiCaprio, like, you know, and then there's, you know, some of the, not lower tier, but, like, you know, I think there's pockets of of star fandom. Like, there's people, like, Timothy Tom Hardy's Chalamet. in a movie. Tom Hardy's in a movie, I'm fucking in, bro. You know, yeah. <laughs> like there's like there's that there's that whole thing and you know the Shyamalan Ding Dong thing you know like but fucking, like all those guys it's it, it's we don't have movie posters anymore where the actor's name is just as big if not yeah. bigger than the movie Tom title. Cruise is like the one and honestly. he makes it but he makes his own movies practically you know exactly what I mean? but yeah. but again yeah. <laughs> totally old guard yeah Pitt yeah. Cruise like I they've don't know. come close though I think it's funny out of all the Marvel gang. I think Chris Hemsworth is probably coming closest to, like, he's in that new action movie. We're in. You know, like... Yeah. He was in that Michael Mann movie a few years back. Black Hat, the, the, the hacker movie. Yeah. Boom. It was, like, Michael Mann and Chris Hemsworth. Awesome. Let's go. You know? Yeah. It's, there, there's, like I said, you know, I think the, the movie stars that are selling it, that they're in a movie, it's in the indie space. It's not in the blockbuster space. Yeah. People, you know, they want to see that new movie Colin Farrell in it because, you know, he's putting in great performances. Well, you know, they want to see, you know. Here's the question, though. Is our films worse off as a result? Like, is Tarantino, the thing, his his hot take was, um, what, what was the worst era for movies? He said it's the 80s is tied with, with the current worst era or the mm. current era as being the worst in, in film history. That was his hot take. It's like the 80s yeah, is probably the worst. Yeah. And now. Dave, it's going to keep going until the beast dies. Yeah. You know, it might take 10 more years. It might be 15 or 20. We don't know. It does. But we don't know. We don't know what's going to come from it. We don't know what's going to be on the other side. But I think this current incarnation, it's definitely starting to show it's the steam running out a little bit. I would agree with that. Um, that It isn't what it is. You can feel the public fatigue. You can feel a little bit of change. Well, look at Avatar. Avatar comes out in like three weeks, right? Three or four (laughs) weeks. Okay. 
the news that came out today or yesterday was saying that it has to be to make its money back it has to be the fourth or fifth greatest selling movie yeah it needs like two billion yeah it's it's asinine but again that's you know it's like big projects stuff like that but like i think avatar it's so fitting because it kind of kicked off you know this race for the block or for you know for the box office numbers yeah right you know uh 10 years ago whatever Mm -hmm. it was and, you know, it's coming out now, and I think we're, we're going to see the huge decline. And I think, you know, all the Marvel movies, you know, COVID aside, I, I, you can't blame COVID for some of these Marvel movies. No. Because, you know, it's the end of the day, people are a little tired. Spider-Man 3 made bil- over a billion, you know what I mean? Like, the movies that hit still hit, but yes, on average, yeah, yeah. they're hitting far oh, and fewer. Yeah. yeah. And so that's not all COVID. Uh, yeah. Well... It's funny, yeah. So good transition. So Sunday night we had some, you know, Hollywood breaking news. <laughs> Bob Chappick was fired as Disney CEO, and Bob Iger was brought back in. Um, did do you did you see the kind of like the nail in the coffin for why this happened? For or one of uh, the first Bob that got fired. No, for yeah the the documentary that came out on YouTube. No, no, tell me. Oh my God, I haven't watched it yet. I want to, but there's some guy. I wish I had the name, but essentially he did a full analysis of what the fuck is going on in the disney parks and how they're bleeding people dry and like this bob chapek guy before he was ceo he was the head of parks Mm -hmm. and and anyway so apparently like it's one of the best edited like well-made like fan just you know just like you know wow you gotta send this to me i love this kind of stuff and it's just like everyone was just like oh so that's kind of what's going on like the whole like they essentially created a system that now no one can get on the rides like to even get close to the ride you want you have to pay for this fast pass but even then it doesn't even guarantee you like on the ride quicker than anyone else's like it's stuff like that the yeah. you know the um i believe that the, they they got rid of the the college student program where you'd go there you'd work as like you know one of the one of the characters and mm-hmm. your money would go towards your you know college tuition and whatnot like nix that stuff you know purposely you know jacking up the prices on the food lesser quality stuff getting rid of fan favorite items you know all this stuff and i think it came out last week or or, or uh two weeks ago or, or late last week and just yeah just everyone's eyes were on it and it was like pretty pretty polarizing stuff about what's going on in the parks right now and again hinting at like i guess you know the bob chapik was like not allowing any of the disney creatives to like with all the Marvel properties and the Star Wars properties, mm-hmm. it was like his his final say on all this stuff. Apparently, yeah. So like you know, for him, with all like the kind of lackluster stuff we've had over the past two years, you know, it's like was it Bob? You know, like who? Which Bob's problem was it, or is it? You know, it's uh, is it losing its steam, or is it because people couldn't make the choices they wanted to make? It's I don't know. It's it's fascinating, but it I'll, is send you the doc- I'll send you the documentary. But apparently, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah no yeah. Well, maybe uh maybe when you do i'll share it on our instagram at yep. our time otaku podcast um I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with uh bob Iger returning you know he had quite the victory lap when he retired yeah. about like this is it you know i this is my life's work i'm really proud you know disney is like far and ahead number one when he retired it, you know sure. he was kind of like it's like retiring undefeated you know what i mean like he had a hell of a career then he went and taught and he has his own master class series and all that mm. He talked about how, like, he really wouldn't go back, and now here he is. And it sounds like it's very... Disney's need must be quite urgent. Um, and I wonder if they if they just threw the money tree at him or, or what. But, um, yeah, curious to see how uh, if he can put, back, put the pieces back together. 
Um, and then lastly, for uh, Disney Plus related news, is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is coming out this week. That'll be fun. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be out. It comes out on Friday, November 25th. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, I'll probably check that out. Definitely, yeah. I love the Guardians. Should we get back to our regularly scheduled uh, broadcast? We shall. Grant, this is such a big one. Oh my god. All right, we're going to talk about Mob Psycho Season 3, Episode 6. Uh, Grant hasn't seen Episode 7, I don't think, right? I have not, no. But this is kind of perfect because Episode 6 is like very much the completion of an arc. Yep. Um, so, so big spoiler warnings on this, Mob Psycho Season 3, Episode 6. Um, probably my... The best, the best episode of Mob Psycho? Maybe the best episode of the entire <laughs> series, yeah. It, yeah. It feels like the completion of a series-wide arc. Yes, Yep. Um, one of the better character arcs that I've seen in a while, you know, very complete. A few complete. weeks ago, you and I were kind of scratching our chins. Of yeah, like, man. How are they going to do it? We really didn't know. And, you know, we had faith. Like, you know, the, the show's been so consistent across every episode, every season. And even I was just kind of, at the end of it, I was just like, Wow like emotional like i you know i was truly emotional by the end of it and the episode ended and i was like what a great show like what a powerful send-off the animation dimple god dimple like fighting the broccoli in the sky you know kind of just setting mob aside and just doing his thing up and oh like i've I've watched it like three times (laughs) like it's so good it's so good but uh, yeah man it's it's amazing um i it's just so crazy, like, you know, if if you haven't listened to our podcast before, if you haven't heard me say this, like, Grant was really, really big on Mob Psycho, mm-hmm. um, and I remember watching the first, the pilot a couple times and just having a hard time with it. You fucking with me. Yeah. I was just like, I don't, dude, I don't know what it is about the show that you like, but, you know, like, yeah, the animation can be neat, but... You know, you just don't understand the heart that Mob Psycho has, and mm-hmm. more than anything, season three is reminding me how much heart the show has. Yep. And to go out like that for a main character to die, um, in such a like an emphatic arc completing way, like it it brought you back to like the base level of everything the entire show is about. Mm-hmm. It's about Mob, and it's about growing up, and moving on, and like was... coming into your own, and it was beautiful. It was the ultimate, you know, because, you know, call it a gag or a gimmick, but, you know, the most reoccurring themes or, you know, the biggest reoccurring theme in the show is the explosion, right? Yeah. And, you know, we we get to that hundred, we we expect like, oh shit, here we go. He's about to fly off the handle. And there's just the unassuming moment of like, you know, him, it was just the moment of Mob finally controlling his emotions without having to explode. Yep. And it was, the show hadn't done it. And it was probably just one of those things we never thought would have happened. Because it's, you know, it's, it's you know, there's only so many seasons and there's only so many episodes. Like, they really, they carefully crack, craft each arc. And, you know, it's, you never really know when a huge moment like that is going to happen. We know this is last season, so I'm sure we were going to get something like that at some point. But it was, just to have it in that moment completely caught me off guard for, you know, you can have moments like that in shows, you know? Like, you yeah. have Attack on Titan, you have Demon Slayer, you have, like, you know, whatever people say about all those shows, but every now and then you get a moment where you're just like, fucking, I love anime. And yeah, man. The way it can tell a story, and, you know, it's it's the Sunny Boys, it's the moments like this in Mob Psycho. It's like, yep. 
you know, it's it's tremendous. I, I'm we're very lucky. Yeah, that was you, some ten out of ten shit. God, fuck, it was good. It just you know, <laughs> you know, all the image, the image of Dimple kind of saying goodbye, and you realize that he's missing an arm. Yeah. And just like, oh, like everything that's been going on, like he he's already lost. You know, like now yeah. <clears throat> he's he's getting in to say his goodbye. Yeah. Completely, completely caught me out. It fucking fantastic. So if you haven't watched Mob Psycho yet, if we haven't sold you on it, um, I we beg of you, <laughs> like just give it a go because this season has been super, super worth it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Um, another show that's like punching appropriately fucking above its weight about it, above its weight class these days is uh, my hero academia season six and you know what like i'm happy for it but those fuckers owed us <laughs> we deserve this man it's like it's like when you've been waiting on your steak from the kitchen for like you know 40 minutes <laughs> like about goddamn time yeah it's uh it's absurd too- fantastic episodes back to back yeah what are we at episode um the actual numbers uh, i don't know know, six and seven or something seven yeah or yeah of uh season six it's it's great man um that you know this is my hero academia at its best it's when they lean into the lore give me the good guy versus the bad guy give me everybody coming together give me stakes yeah man there are stakes um i am loving how deranged Shigaraki is. You know, <laughs> okay, not to be contrarian, but like... No, be contrarian. It's good. It's not, it, you know, I'm enjoying that, like, he is this... The, the idea that, like, one for all is, like, clearly piloting the ship at this point. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, all, all for one, rather. Yeah, oh, the villain, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, he's still clearly, like, we, we kind of get, I think in the, not this week's episode, but the previous one where... And Shigaraki is like kind of like dissecting that in in these moments, um, you know. But it's just like like what he's saying, and like you, it, it just seems like a little zombieish to me. Yep. You would you would think, you know. I think the most recent episode is a little better because he's like, no, like you know, f- <laughs> you know, fuck you. Like I'm running the ship, and he kind of has this moment where he takes it back, which is funny to see in a villain because that's typically something you see with a hero. Um, yeah, I appreciated that. I, I did like that, but I think the Shigaraki thing, just, it, it's a little too muted. I would have loved something a little more, like, you know, um, uh, yeah, like arch- archetypically, you know, like evil, yeah, like over sure. the top or whatever. I feel sure. like it would have been more on brand for what's going on. Yeah. You know, like the total, anyways, but all in all, like, it's, you know, because the last episode, uh, sorry, two episodes ago, we open up with, you know, it's uh, it's Bakugo and Midoriya and, you know, the pro heroes. And they're, they're throwing down with him. And at the halfway point, it cuts to the rest of the UA students yeah. and some of the other pro heroes. Yeah. And we're even like, oh my, like, come on. Like, just give us a full episode of that. Because it completely killed the momentum. Yeah, it did. And I was like, I am not, I am not going to be able to enjoy this mm-hmm. going forward. And I didn't. But they really pulled it together, this most recent episode, where... You're like, okay, our, this is how you do it. You know, like, A, you kind of killed the momentum from last week, but there's a really good episode with, you know, um, you know, Momo kind of stepping up, being the leader and the pro heroes kind of... There's, It's a really cool moment to see that, like, they are all pro heroes now, even though they're still students. And they pointed out it's only their first year, and Leanna's like, what the fuck? This is the sixth season? And I'm like, yeah, it's been a year. Yeah, because like, time is fucking broken in this show. <laughs> Uh, like yeah we have provisional licenses and we're just arresting people and also it's our first year 
yeah, they just gave me a gun. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed up and I was like, hey, where's registration? And I was like, here's your badge and gun. Yeah, you get the badge later. Here's the yeah, gun. Yeah. Um, no, I, again, very strong episodes. Um, seeing the whole, the, the Giga Machina guy. Gigantomachia. Gigantomachia. Like his whole like role is kind of, not confused me, but again, it was just one note. And for him to turn on, like, kill mode was, mm-hmm. like, pretty cool. I was like, oh, yeah, Agreed. this guy's got more than one speed. Uh, and to see him, like, actually hear the character think and kind of not just, like, you know, oh, no, you know, like, they hear yeah, him be yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, like, I, you know, I put my hand on, or took my foot off the gas. I need to reassess the situation. It was, again, it's like you said, this is, this is My Hero Academia. These are, like, the, you know, the balls to the walls moments. And, um, you know, and the darts, too. I, I forgot, like, that they, you know, they played around with that you know majorly in season four with the overhaul stuff and the, the oh yeah the darts yeah. yeah they brought that plot mechanic back you know it's kind of they've been teasing and flirting with it a little bit like an it's episode like they, an episode there yeah it feels like they yeah. were like ju- just keeping the audience's memory like yeah there mm-hmm. uh just in case they needed to use it which you know fair enough <laughs> there's the moment too like pinky tries to go for the score with like the sleep solution and there's like a flashback to like you know, oh, like, that person that scared me, and I was like... I had to dig deep on that one. I was like, what? But that was the thing, like, you know, we always goof on my hero of, like, they're juggling too much, and, like, Mm -hmm. they're giving us too many flashbacks, but it's like, oh, I needed that one. You know, thank you. No, I (laughs) definitely did. Um, uh, What about our boy, like, I could, you could feel it coming from a mile away, because he was being such an MVP, but what about Gran Torino? Okay, so I, I have some questions. Did they... Like, he's dead, right? I and you make... called it, because you, you called I it. I definitely called it, yeah. if he is dead. He should be dead. Um, based on, like, the level of violence that they showed on screen, I don't know if that... But it is also my hero, right? So, like, he might survive and just, like, not be able to do that anymore and, like, be a sidelined character like Toshinori, like the original All Might. Yeah. But, like, I, but, like he should be dead. If you want it to be impactful... And to hurt, and for it to matter, and to work in the story, and you care about that kind of stuff, he should be dead. It's a great death. Well, it's it worked perfectly because in the moment, Midoriya like flies off the handle, and I was like, "Yes, fucking squish his head, Deku! Like fucking end him!" You know, and I was like, "This is the moment to like let loose." And he he does drop drop one hundred percent there, and like somehow didn't blow himself up. So that's cool to see. Yeah. But did they reveal that Grant Reno is his grandfather? So. I, I think that's huge, if if so, and I'm, I'm afraid to Google it, right? Because, like... <laughs> yeah, that's, you just that's can't. some scary waters, for sure. Um, but, yeah, like, so the phrasing they use is because it was um, Tomura's grandmother who was the previous holder of All for One, right? Yes. Yeah, or, or before of, All Might. Yeah. yeah, and he, in his flashback, you know, he it shows him, her crying in his arms, and it kind of looks intimate, and then it's, he says you know, I know we did the right thing. And yeah. it, was it like as, as hero partners or? Well, she, yeah, he was her mentor. Yeah. But like, is that what he means? Like we, we made the right choice together as hero partners or as a no. couple? Okay. Cause him and, okay. It's going to sound silly, but like Shigaraki and him have the same color of hair. Yeah. True. Cause they, they really play around, you know, with hair color. It's an anime trope, but it's, yeah. it helps. No, you're right. You're <laughs> Sometimes right. it really helps. But I think, I don't think we're looking too into it. I, I completely took that as, like, she took the brunt of the blame. Like, almost as if, like, you know, it wasn't well known that they, you know, that, that child was his. 
Yeah. Or anyone did, right? So, like, yeah. you know, she was protecting him or whatever. Like, you know, that could kind of play into the whole Gran Torino being a little curmudgeonly. You know, a little... Mm-hmm. Not, uh... He's been a very kind and gentle character, but he's been very, like, a little off-standish in mm-hmm. some regards. Closed off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would make sense. You know, he had to give up the kid, too, and all that. But it's... It reveals a lot. And for him to be killed, I think, you know, in the moment, I think you could tell on Gran Torino, like, this is... Maybe not fitting, but like this is. Uh, yeah, it was sad. a little bit of closure for himself. It was kind he, of if, like Han being killed by Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, it, it's tough. Like, uh, yeah, it it really worked for me though because it was very tragic. Yeah, and it feels like they're only going to make Tomura's story more tragic. Like, I'm really curious to see where they where they go from here with his character. I need them. They cannot let up on the gas, though. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Like they, we're we're in the moment. Let's stay, stay. You know, it's it's just one of those. The show has just kind of done the fan base and us so so dirty because they will just completely pull it off. Yeah, and they really really need to like rev it up more. Almost like mm-hmm. it feels fast. I think it needs to be faster. Like, yeah, the, uh, the, specifically the Shigaraki stuff. The you know, everyone out in the Momo and, and, and the gang. I, I need, Tod- like, young Todoroki. He needs to kick in. Like, where's he at? Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, it's so early. It's episodes, like, what, six and seven? Maybe they're going to, you know, like, really give us a desperate moment of need and then pull him in. It feels weird that he's not there because, like, there's so much attention. Because he's such a big character. Like, he's always on everyone's mind because he is such a fan favorite. And mm-hmm. the, narratively, the story loves him. Yeah. Um, you know, they only... They, dragged us through all the family drama last season uh you know yeah, face on the concrete all season long um you know and even like uh uh not inferno what's what's the, what's his name endeavor there? endeavor he even makes a point of like where's todoroki <laughs> you know yeah. or you know where's shoto so it's so weird it, it's interesting for him to be absent with you know everyone else fighting you know gigantamachia and then you know the midoriya and bakugo with uh with uh shigaraki but uh yeah. Damn. Good team fighting. I love it. Like everyone working together. Like you and I had so many complaints about the team battles at the beginning of season five. Yeah, which that got real quick. It got real quick, but it was the highlight of the season. It was. But it's you see this moment now in this episode. Everyone working together. We see their powers and working. You know, the two classes coming together and working effectively. It's like, oh, like I get it. I know you guys had to show me, but it was still like a real hassle yeah. to get through. But uh, no, it's a fantastic, fantastic episode Loving of My it. Hero. Um, you're not on Blue Lock, right? No, but tell me all about it, Dave. Well, I'll give a quick update on episodes uh, six and seven. I'm still really, like I'm for the most part enjoying it. I will say this last, these uh, last two episodes are like a pair. Okay. Of one or two games. I think one game. Um, let me start with the positives. I, I still remain, I still am steadfast that like they're doing some stuff kind of like Mappa is doing in Chainsaw Man in blending 3D CG and like hand-drawn. Mm. Um, they're doing it at different levels. Like the, these shows don't look at all the same, sure. but like they're both doing some similar shit. Um, animation is oddly strong. Um, the ensemble cast stuff is working. Um, I think my problem is, like, they chose, like, a weird twist in this, like, last couple of episodes that just didn't really work for me. Mm. Um, but, like, the show is 
really has breakneck speed. I would say it seems less paced, um, less well paced than Haikyuu of what I saw of Haikyuu. Within um, the actual games or like outside of the games? Uh, well, there isn't much outside of the games. It's like mostly games. Oh, and, so like it was just like that first introduction, a couple episodes, and then like since then it's been like like pretty on, nonstop. On like yeah, like there is lots of the like. It's funny. I'm I almost you know again. I only saw less than a season of High so like mm. you, you know don't hold my feet to the fire for this. Uh, for this comparison, but Haikyuu almost has more times outside of the games than in sometimes, or at least in the first season. In the first, in the first season, season, it felt yeah. that way. And I remember yeah. being like, I don't know if we need we could cut off like ten percent of this for more game time because they they do game time so well, mm. and this could do almost the opposite. You know what I mean? Mm. Where it's like because there's only so many lev- like levers you can pull, so many games in a row before like it starts to get a little bit repetitive. Um, okay. you have to keep things fresh. They definitely do that, but like their way of keeping it fresh in these last couple of episodes, I did not love. Hmm. Um, so I would say these last couple were a, a slight notch down for me, but I'm excited to see where they, uh, where they go next. Cause we've got a big game next week. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, oh, so like the past two, the past two episodes has been one game. Yeah. Like it's been a game each episode. Uh, some are two, some are one. Okay. And this last one I didn't love, but that's okay. okay. Um, I'm excited to see what they have on the weekend. Grant. Outside, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Outside. Yeah. One last. Outside of like the uh, the main team, like the you know the boys, is like how's the rest of the cast looking? Like, is there characters that like clearly stand out as just like the one villain of the week on the other team, or like is there characters of note that kind of you know bounce off between the main cast? No, there's definitely characters of note that bounce off between the main cast. Um, it's not like, it's not like there's always one specific villain. Um, they are doing some stuff well, like my hero, like Haikyuu in terms of like, at a glance, you can quickly, you know, which characters are the hotheads. They, they definitely sold it as like, we're all trying to be the main character kind of a show. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, but they do settle into like a pretty good group chemistry ensemble cast vibe. Um, hmm. and that's, that's getting better. I'm curious to see. Cause that was my biggest detractor. Like, so I'm, I'm almost wondering if I should jump back in I, so early. I think, I mean, if you watch one episode and didn't like it, like watch like three or four more. Yeah. But it was, I watched, I think I watched the first three, uh, yeah. or two, sorry. But, um, but I think my biggest thing was like everyone trying to be the hothead. And I know what like, you mean. It'd be too much. But like if, do they... People genuinely, obviously, that's going to be an underlying layer because that's the theme of the show. Yeah. Racing for the one spot, but like, is if it's a little, if that's just kind of like undertone for a majority of it, I, I could, I could probably. Yeah, I'd, back in. I'd say it's better than that. It's better than yeah. that. That doesn't mean it's a ten, right? Sure. Like I'm not out here holding signs out on the freeway for it, but it is better. <laughs> I I think it's better than the the first impression you got from it that. But, like, you may end up watching it and be like, okay, maybe I wasn't dead on, but I still don't love the show. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so, but but I do think it's worth another look for you. Um, Yeah, I I think I might. All right. Let's wrap up on our Q&A. We haven't uh, done one, you know, again, last week we were out being uh, sick humans. I was out being a sick human. And the week before, I don't think we even did a QA and a because we went a little long on the episode or Mm. or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, But we got a question, Grant, from our MVP. Shout out. Uh, Abinakta54, thank you for your question. Another banger this week. Yeah, this is a great one. This is one of the best questions we've had, so well done. Which dead character, one in anime and one in live action, from the shows you've talked about, would you think would make a big impact 
if resurrected. Okay, who wants who wants to go first? Let's both go first for anime, and then like I'll go first for anime, and then okay. you can go first for and then you go, and then you can go first for live action. We'll like flip flop. Yeah. Okay. Um. This one feels obvious. Like I'll give one. I really don't want to spoil anything for Grant or Leanna, so I'm gonna t- say this to the audience. Um, a character in Death Note, and everyone who's seen who has seen Death Note will know who would make a big impact if brought back. So that character and the second one that uh, grant and liana will know and i hope appreciate sam as well um is uh maze hughes from full metal uh alchemist brotherhood oh so okay so here's here's my question are we talking if at some point in the story Mm -hmm. again this is us kind of running with the question Mm -hmm. are we saying this character is being resurrected within the rules of the world Mm -hmm. or if it's just like they show up they don't talk about it and like how would that affect either way how would that affect the story i would yeah how would it affect the story if they're brought back in the rules of the world because in full metal that would raise some serious questions it would change everything yeah it would change everything you know but but you know her question she said well would it create a big impact i think it would create a huge fucking impact a hundred percent same with the character i mentioned in death note if it's within the world that would be crazy like you know the yeah like where would that take would be a villain route or would that would that only f- f- make, you know, Ed and Al full zealots of, you know, like the forbidden lore of all that, you know, it's, it's, it, it'd be crazy to see which ways they, they kind of shoot out. Yeah. Um, but, um, okay. So for anime, uh, the first thing that came to my mind and I think fits in the world too, thematically with the show would be Junpei from Jujutsu Kaisen. Ooh, interesting. Because that changed everything about kind of Yuji's vision of, of like kind of how the world, like he like, you know, clicked on with that. Like it, it changed everything about him. And kind it's of one like of the his, best episodes of that season, first season. <laughs> By far. It's, it's so good. And, you know, cause Junpei kind of almost touched, he almost like went to the dark side a little bit. Like yeah, he, he was never going to live. Like what's his name? It's a, I, I work face. I always forget his name, but, you know, he was never going to let Junpei live, but he almost had Junpei on it on a very dark path. Yeah, he was manipulating you know, him with ease almost. And he almost had him until yeah. Yuji kind of walked into, like, just, you know, like the ray of sunshine that he is. He walked into his life and kind of, you know, inadvertently made his death probably a little sooner, mm-hmm. which, you know, Yuji deals with. But for, if he was ever to come back, you know, again, we, we don't know the story. Um, so if he does come back, no one should tell us, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Don't I be think, that person. Yeah. Don't be, don't be that person on the internet. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, I think that would make a huge impact in that world. I think the world maybe wouldn't be as impacted, but I think character wise, I think that would rock Yuji to his core and it'd be curious to see which way it went depending on how he came back. You know? Agreed. Um, okay. Your turn to go first. Live action. Mm-hmm. Same question. Live action. Um, I couldn't really think of anything for a show, so I'll take a movie, but it's on brand because there was a show-ish recently. What if instead of Gandalf coming back, Boromir came back? Ooh. Oh, right? that's interesting. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know if we get to the finish line in the end because Boromir coming back might really complicate stuff. But it, but exactly. to, to the point of the question, does it make a big impact? And yes. Yes, it really does. It would change all the Gondor, like the, you know, the, the, not the, uh, the minister there with the... The steward to the the throne. The steward, thank you. The line of succession wouldn't have ended. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, well, well, you know, Faramir and his relationship with his father would have changed. What if Boromir was there to help Frodo? Um, would Fer- you know, would Fer- be, Faramir be more looked upon in a better light? Because if Boromir, you know, he died for Frodo and he still stuck around, you know, after, if he was resurrected or whatever, yeah. he chose, you know, he chose to truly, you know, fight for Frodo and, you know, kind of have finally have beef in his life with his father and the brother. I don't know. I think that, I think that would be, a, would be cool to see. A good one. I had, um, I have Rhaegar Targaryen in A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing a quote and it was George R.R. R. Martin saying, it's tough to write a series when the main character has died before the plot begins. And he was talking wow. about Rhaegar Targaryen because without him, like things don't really happen. True. And the yeah. Song of Ice and Fire doesn't ever really start. Um, but yeah, I thought that would be a good one. You know, he Rhaegar Targaryen dies um, in this famous lore battle at the Trident. There's some amazing fan art out there if you're a Game of Thrones, a, a Song of Ice and Fire fan just google um Rhaegar Targaryen versus Robert Baratheon and it's the two of them in their primes Robert's got like the the big deer helmet and the big um hammer in his hand and Rhaegar's got this badass black armor and this dragon helmet and they fight to nearly nearly a draw and he wounds Robert but uh, but ultimately loses yeah well I just finished the first Game of Thrones book and there's i think there's a small portion where ned kind of talks about that battle and like yeah you know it was like you know the four or five of them roll up to like that group and kind of how that went out and it was just what a what a great descriptor or describer of uh words that george r. R. martin yeah man. i really enjoyed i really enjoyed it yeah. so that would that would have huge implications on the plot there's no exactly. doubt uh the, the the war that robert ends up winning may have went the other way mm. um and that may have changed the series in its entirety so yeah that's impact great question great question oh my god thank you Abinac. Um, always always rock, knocking them out of the park if you would like to get your questions on the podcast we host them every monday on our instagram at part-time otaku podcast we'll put it in our stories and uh we're more likely to answer than to not so thank you again for the question and look for it again next week if you uh would like your podcast to get on here grant i think that's about it my friend that is all Good lord! What a we are very happy to be back. Um, I'm happy that next week when you hear me, I'm going to sound a little bit more myself. Thank you for your patience. Uh, we are but mere humans. Um, I think that's about it. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Definitely Instagram, and we will see you next week. Grant, say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.